0: Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. As we navigate life, whether it's challenges or creating things we want in our lives, the best navigation tool, the best compass, is the little voice within, the truth within us. But how do we hear that? Listening to our own truth is the same as listening to someone else. Listening and what I call deep listening. As you listen to this episode, in fact, it's true for all my podcasts. I encourage you to listen for a voice within you. Let the words prompt something within you. It's not my words that make the difference, it's what it prompts within you that makes the difference. Don't try and listen to understand. Don't try and listen to find out something new or reinforce something you think you know. Listen with the beginner's mind. Just let the music of the words flow over you. And that is what it prompts within you. Today, I want to talk about the subject of listening. Have you noticed when you listen to someone, I know that I sometimes can be aware of how I'm listening, what's going with my own kind of psychology or mind as I listen. And sometimes I realize I'm distracted. I'm listening to someone, but I'm not actually listening. My mind's wandered onto something else I do later in the day or whatever it may be. And that's called being human. Sometimes I'm listening and I'm actually evaluating what they're saying, whether I agree with it or understand it. Um, Sometimes I'm really concentrating to really get what they're saying. My mind's 100% focused on what they're saying. And that sounds like a really good way to listen, to be really focused and concentrating. I'd say, actually, I'm still trying too hard and not actually properly listening. I'd say, Probably listening it comes down to what I call deep listening, which I'll unpack in a minute. And this is relevant for listening to others as well as listening to ourselves. But I'm going to start by listening to others. And that idea of evaluating or concentrating can be really kind of common. And we know when we're distracted or not. We know that's not helpful if we're completely distracted. And We catch ourselves, and we bring our attention back to the person we're listening to. But actually whether we're evaluating or, or really concentrating, I don't think that's a really uh, an effective way of listening. Because often we're listening to the other person to try and understand what they're saying through our model of the world. Everyone has their own kind of model of the world, the way we see the world, our understanding of how things work, our perception of life, ourselves, the way we see it. We all live in the experience of our own thinking, our own model of the world, and everyone has a slightly different model of the world. When everyone, when a lot of people think the same, we think that's reality or truth, but it just means a lot of people think the same doesn't make it reality or truth. And we all have a different model of the world in one way or another. So, when we're listening to someone else, often we're trying to understand what they're saying through our own model of the world to make to make sense from our perspective the way we see life and then often what happens then we then decide whether we agree with what they're saying or not from our model of the world and then also thinking about the implications of what they're saying and almost we're doing these checks do we understand it, do we agree with it what are the implications and if we're okay if what they're saying passes those kind of three checks then we can I'm okay, I'm okay to hear more. You've got my attention, I'm okay to hear more. And so often when we, it doesn't pass one of those three checks, we kind of shut down, we we start getting defensive or we just talk back from our perspective, we're not actually listening anymore. And the idea is to try and listen without thinking. Because this, trying to evaluate, understand, whether you agree, we're thinking while we're listening. And the truth is, you can't listen and think at the same time. You can't listen and think at the same time. Often when I'm with a client or in a, in a group setting in a workshop, I do a listening exercise, I get people to be in pairs or if I'm working one to one, we do it and I and one person speaks. So if it's one to one, the client, I'm just speaking. So one person speaks about five minutes on any subject. Doesn't matter what the subject it is. And the other person just listens without having to give any social cues, without even to have a look at the other person, to listen, but notice what's going on in their mind as they listen. To notice how much they notice whether they're distracted or whether they're evaluating or whether what they hear has prompted something in their train of thoughts in their own mind. And when we do this exercise, people are often surprised how much is going on in their mind while they're actually listening, while they're supposed to be listening. And they realize actually they're not really listening. You know, sometimes you listen to someone and you really get a sense of what they're saying beyond their words, so you feel deeply connected to the other person. That's when you're listening, when you feel connected. doesn't mean you agree with what they're saying, you just get what they're saying beyond their words. You're listening with an open mind just to understand, to sense, to feel. Because as souls, souls are formless beings. And we may have a lot of words in the English language. We have a lot of words in the English language compared to a lot of other languages, but it's still a finite number of words. You know, for example, in the English language, we have one word for love. I can say I love my wife. I love Marmite. I love Spurs, Tottenham They're different forms of love. I think the Greeks have nine words for love. Makes more sense. I don't think it's true, but I wish it was true It makes sense of it. might be true that they like say the Eskimos have over 100 words for snow. It makes kind of sense because there's different forms of snow. But it just shows we have a finer number of words. And when our soul is communicating, our soul is formless. And when you're listening with a quiet mind, it's two souls connecting. You really get a sense of what they're saying beyond their words. I was first qualified as a therapist and coach and I, was, and I was speaking to a client or listening to a client, with a client, sometimes I'd hear my coach's voice in my head saying, why are you speaking? And sometimes we feel we need to speak almost to feel the void or feel the silence. Sometimes we can be uncomfortable with silences. i never forget a coaching training. Uh, someone in the back of the room asked a question and the coach at the front got into conversation with this person, it became a bit of a coaching conversation. And the the coach asked this participant a question, quite a searching question. And the participant got quiet. And the coach got quiet and waited and waited. A lot of people were looking back at the participant waiting for their response. And as the silence got longer and longer and longer, more and more people were turning to the front of the room, looking back at the coach, say, what are you going to do next? But the coach just held that silence. The coach knew that that's what that person needed was silence. And in that silence, they'd find the answer themselves. And if the answer comes with them, it's far more powerful. This is exactly what happened. And the coach admitted that was uncomfortable, especially with more and more people in the room looking at him, Say, what are you going to do next? We just bit his tongue. And another um, rabbi, actually, rabbi that went to see someone with mental health problems, a member of his kind of synagogue, said that his son had been sectioned with mental health and um, wouldn't speak to anyone. I can't remember the technical term. He just wouldn't speak to anyone and asked Shaw whether they are going to speak to him and spend some time with him. And Shaw said, I'm not specifically trained in mental health, but I'm very happy to spend some time with him if that's, if that's helpful. So Shaw went to see this young lad and Shaw started talking. About 10 minutes into their time together, Shaw realised he was just talking to feel the silence. So he just got silent and decided he wouldn't speak unless he felt really inspired to say something. And he spent the rest of the time just in silence, another half an hour or so just being together in silence. And when it's time for Shaw to go, he said to the young lad, thank you. I really enjoyed our time together. And he was genuine. He felt a sense of connection to this young lad. And I'm sure if they had on doing that, that young lad would have opened up to him. I'm sure he felt a sense of connection as well, with no expectation, no pressure. So you can't listen and think at the same time. And we're talking to others and we're listening to others. Often we're not actually really listening. And same applies to ourselves. How much are we really listening to ourselves? How much are we thinking and analysing our thinking, wrestling with our thinking, rather than just being? When our mind settles, we access a deeper part of us, our soul, our instinct, our intuition. There's a little voice within that's drowned out by the brass band of thought, of analysis, of overthinking. Solutions come. We're not thinking about the problem. We're in the shower or shaving or walking the dog. Ideas and creati- t- creativity come. We have a quiet mind. When we're listening to ourselves, when we're really listening to ourselves, we have a quiet mind. We're not trying, we're being. And it's that space we really hear that still soft voice within that's calm, and quiet, but clear when we hear it. I know this is my habit is to maybe do some meditating or journaling, but I'm not actually really listening with a quiet mind, even journaling. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, things are flowing, it could be helpful, but it's not as helpful for me as sitting and doing nothing. Literally doing nothing, just sitting and being. And allowing that state of being. My mind really quiets. I'm not trying to do anything. Or even focusing my breath, I'm just being. Just being, sitting, say for 15 minutes, and just be. My mind quietens. I get clarity, perspective. It's like when I'm out running. I get clarity, get perspective. I'm not trying to solve any problems or do anything. I'm just enjoying the flow of the moment, being in the moment, being with my body. Just being. There's a flow an ease, a presence, a being. that's when you begin to really hear yourself. And I also, I personally believe we're connecting to something big in us in that space. Ideas, uh, solutions, creativity come through us. I do believe in the loving energy of life that can prompt us and guide us in that space. Whether we believe that or not is the most relevant. There's something deeper in us, Our wisdom, whether you believe that, comes from something bigger, it's just within us. That's the space we access in that state of being, in that state of being. That's listening. That's listening. Let's just be aware, next time you're listening to someone or listening to yourselves, are you really listening? are you thinking? You can't listen and think at the same time. And there's gold in that deep listening. And a sense of connection. Seek a sense of connection. Be present to someone. When you sense a connection, that's listening. You hear something beyond the words. Which is gold for them, gold for you. And listen to yourself in that way can be profound insights, creativity, direction, clarity come that bring more ease and flow to life. Enjoy listening. Loving you.